Alrighty, guys, welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. Um, I am your host, Cargo, and then uh, my co-host here, Tyson. If you don't know, Tyson is my dog. Um, so I know it's been a while since I've recorded an episode, um, you know, with the holidays, um, you know, travel, work, you know, just had some technical issues with my computer, but with the off-season coming up, I plan to have more content coming out. Um, and then hopefully during next season, I'll be able to have more, um, episodes as well. So, um, what I'm going to be doing here in this episode is just doing a quick recap of the divisional round, um, going over, you know, some things for the, um, conference championships and then just kind of touch up on some things that, um, happened within the last month of January. So, uh, today's, uh, January... Um, let's see, 25th, so, um, yeah, we're kind of already rounding out the first month of the year, so hope you guys had a great start to your year, um, so wanted to start off with a quick, um, um, rest in peace for, for Betty White, I know that, um, my mom personally loved watching Golden Girls, I think it was like Saturdays or Sunday mornings, um, one of her favorite shows, you know, an absolute legend for sure. And then uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget. I, I'm sure just like a lot of you guys, um, you kind of watched uh, Full House and kind of grew up watching the Tanners and stuff like that. So super sad news. Um, kind of wanted just to put that uh, thing, you know, with the holidays, it just kind of puts just everything in perspective just a little bit. But um, yeah, I wanted to touch on the um, college uh, championship as well. Congrats to all four teams for making it: Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, and Cincinnati. Um, huge shout out to Georgia. Um, I know this sounds really bad, but Alabama losing in the college football championships, I think, is kind of good for college football. It just kind of reminds any uh, everybody that you know what anybody can lose, you know, any given Sunday or Saturday. So, um. Yeah, I thought it was a great defensive game. Uh, I mean, Charles Harris for Alabama was literally all over the field. Um, Alabama's offense, um, Bryce uh, looked good, uh, not great. He's still a really young player, so uh, I do believe that this loss will make him better. I know that I saw something on Twitter about Bryce. Uh, Bryce Young seeing himself as an underdog. Um, You know, I'm not sure why. I mean, he was probably one of the top recruits coming out of high school. He's making millions on um, NIL deals, and, I mean, he's a starting quarterback for Alabama. I'm um, sorry, that doesn't really make you an underdog. Now, uh, Stenson Bennett, if you don't know, he's the uh, quarterback for the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. He was originally a walk-on quarterback, uh, transferred uh, to a smaller college, ended up coming back to Georgia. And, I mean, he just looks like really any other, other guy, you know, you see on the street, so... Um, he absolutely took a beating in that game uh, against Alabama, and you know he just kept bouncing back. And you know I thought it was amazing um, to just kind of see him at the end. You know with with Kirby Smart kind of celebrating. Um, you know credit to Kirby Smart for finally beating Nick Saban. Um, I'm sh- there's only one other um, former coach under Nick Saban that's beaten him. So. Um, a huge, huge win for him. Uh, they did it with defense and special teams. Um, let's not forget that 
these calls were not literally these calls were not going uh in Georgia's way, but they just kept you know coming back and you know that linebacker uh, um for Georgia number seventeen uh, uh Neil I believe his last name is um he's an absolute dog it's he's gonna be uh, uh really fun to watch in the NFL just another great linebacker in the Georgia tradition um sad about um uh. Jameson Williams, um, he did tear his ACL in the championship game. And, um, you know, a lot has been said about, you know, college athletes, you know, sitting out that last game. Um, I don't know if one bowl game is more important than another one. I don't think he regrets, you know, um, you know, the decision that he made to go out there and play with his team. I personally, I know that everyone wants to secure the bag and stuff like that in the NFL. You know, so they, you know, you can even look at Matt Corral, uh, quarterback for Ole Miss. He got hurt in that in that um, Orange Bowl game, and now how that you know will affect the bag or the the draft status of um, where he'll be next year. But um, ultimately, you know, injuries are just a part of the game. You can get hurt, you know, training for the NFL Combine. You can get, you can get hurt, you know, with uh, uh, playing basketball on the side. So um, I just feel like if if you can play in the NFL, you'll find a way to get there. Um, you know, so, and I get the other side of the, the, the coin too, where, you know, these programs, um, it's good for them to see the backups play. Um, you know, everybody talks about putting in that work. So we kind of get to see that um, really come to uh, play in, in some of these bowl games. But um, once again, credit to, to Georgia on an absolutely amazing season. I know that interview is kind of funny. I mean, let's not forget that Stenson Bennett was probably a long shot, you know, in his own mind to to beat Alabama in the national championship game. So um, I know you got a lot of slack for the interview he did on uh, Good Morning America. Uh, but, I, you know, once again, credit to him. Um, so uh, a lot of news is going on in the NFL with obviously, you know, uh, coaches being fired, GMs being fired. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest news as of recently is that, you know, Sean Payton has decided to step down after 16 years of coaching uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, that one was kind of a surprise. You know, there's not a lot of good quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, well, right now, I, I feel like there is, is a really good young group coming up. But, like, even coaches, too, you know, good coaches are hard to find. You know, you think about, like, the Browns. Like, how many coaches have they gone through in 16 years? Probably at least, like, 10, you know. So, to be coaching for 16 years, uh, to be that good for that long, I mean, credit to Sean. And I don't know, man. He might end up being uh, the uh, head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I'll take Sean Payton over Mike McCarthy any day of the week. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and just kind of jump into the main topic of what I wanted to go over today. It's uh, wanted to do a little quick rehab of the the recap of the divisional round. I wasn't able to post, you know, um, the wild card um, and then my prediction for the divisional round. Um, just having some issues with my laptop and recording. Um, so yeah, I recorded a couple of things and it just never got saved. Uh, so just kind of one of those things. That just happens, but um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what a what a weekend of football it was. It literally came down to the wire. I mean, we're talking about last second field goals, uh, game winning touchdowns and overtime. Just um, an absolutely great weekend for football, and it, it started on Saturday with the three thirty game. 
Cincinnati versus Tennessee. Um, I originally had the Bengals beating the Titans. Um, it's not really like an upset just because, you know, I know the Bengals are, um, you know, maybe I think they're like the seventh seed, you know, but I think it was really that I don't really see Tennessee as the number one seed. Um, you know, I don't see them being a better team than the Chiefs or the Bills, just being honest. Um, you have to remember that their division, um, they had the Jags and the Texans, who were two of the worst teams in the NFL. And then they had the Colts in that division, too, which I feel like the Colts are good, but they're being held back by uh, Carson. Um, you know, as far as the Titans team as a whole, it's a really good team. It's a really talented roster. They've been in the playoffs the last couple of years. They've gotten really close um, to, to getting to the Super Bowl. And I know they just got back Derrick Henry. Um, I just don't believe that it was enough to uh, to have put enough points on the board. I know A.J. Brown had some big plays. Um, you know, the Julio Jones project never really got went out as planned. Had a lot of injuries throughout the season. Uh, and I felt like um, that game, they couldn't really get into a rhythm. So um, the Titans defense, it's a really good front. Um, you know, and, and I think with them being so young in the, the secondary, um, obviously besides Kevin Bernard, uh, yeah, it's a really good uh, Titans defensive line that helps out the back end. Um, I just thought that the cornerbacks were just going to have too much to deal with, with Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Um, the Bengals offense is uh, very explosive. Um, we didn't really see that on Saturday. We saw, like, glimpses of it. You know, they had that big play to Jamar Chase. It went for, a, I believe, about 50 yards, but then they just didn't get in the end zone. They ended up kicking a field goal. Um, I thought that the uh, defense for the Cincinnati Bengals was really good. You know, DJ Reader, um, who was injured all of last year, formerly of the Houston Texans, has really made a name for himself this past year as a uh, being a really good run stopper. I know Jermaine Pratt, the linebacker, had the game-winning, uh, game-clinching interception last week, and now it was Logan Wilson, the second-year player, who's really starting to come into his own as well. Um, you know, I feel like the secondary, you know, they had their moments too. Um, it's a very deep group with a lot of veterans. So, um, yeah, like I said, originally had the Cincinnati Bengals winning um, just because I just think the offense is going to be too much for Tennessee, um, as we saw on Saturday. And then the Saturday night game was a uh, uh, an interesting one, to say the least. There's so many different implications that go into this game, and it's it's amazing just because, you know, I think a lot of people had the Packers, you know, at home in 14-degree weather, and then they have a, a team from the West Coast coming in, um, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers at home in the tundra against the West Coast team. So, um, and then obviously, you know, a little bit of a backstory. Um, everybody knows that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is originally from South Southern California. He grew up a 49ers fan. Uh, he went to the University of Cal, Berkeley. Um, and in the 2004 draft, it was either um, Alex Smith, um, who was selected number one overall by the 49ers, and Aaron Rodgers, um, as you all know, slipped in that draft to the 24th pick where the Packers ended up taking him. So there's a little bit of that history. And then um, as you've seen also on Twitter, back in 2013, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the then Washington Redskins. Now he's the head coach for the 49ers. The quarterback's coach was Matt LaFleur, 
now the head coach for the Packers. And then Sean McVay was the tight ends coach, now the coach of the Rams, who are also in the playoffs. So um, talk about an uh, all-star lineup of coaches. Um, and now some more history between these two teams. You know, back in 2019 season, they played each other in the regular season and in the playoffs in the NFC uh, Conference Championship where the 49ers won both of those meetings. Um, that's the game that, you know, Raheem Mostert had over um, 200 yards rushing on the ground. They they could not stop the run. And uh, the 49ers went on to that Super Bowl, um, which, of course, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, in 2020, um, they did play each other in the regular season. The Packers won that game. But um, in that 2020 season, uh, they had uh, the 49ers had just a horrible group of injuries. Nick Bosa tore his ACL. Uh, Jimmy had missed some games um, in that season as well. So now in 2021, they played each other back in week four where the Packers pulled out a very close win. Um, and now on Saturday, they added another chapter to this rivalry um, where the 49ers pulled out a surprise upset late with a uh, blocked punt return for a late touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, and also set up by a huge return from Debo Samuel uh, on a uh, kickoff return. You know, the, the 49ers won this game with the defense and special teams. Um, Jimmy G, you know, in that game made some really good throws, and there were some horrible drops by Kittle and uh, Juwan Jennings. Uh, but, you know, Jimmy G does deserve some type of credit for what he's doing. Um, he's a quarterback that I, I feel like, you know, sometimes they, they – Either they don't really win you the game, uh, but at the same time he didn't lose them the game. So he got what it he he got it done. He got the job done. So and I just think um, credit to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Uh, they've done a really good job building this team. It's extremely balanced. Um, they've had really good free agents come in, like Trent Williams, who is familiar with Kyle Shanahan. They have a great system that they run. Um, a lot of contributors. You know, you know, I know that. A lot of people said, well, yeah, this is a very talented team, you know, because they've had so many bad years that they have high draft picks. Um, yes, I definitely see that um, argument, but I feel like a lot of their key contributors are, you know, Debo was a second round draft pick. George Kittle, I believe, was a, um, a third round pick. And, you know, uh, obviously Elijah Mitchell this past year, him being a, a fifth round draft pick. Um, so they've gotten a lot of production from those type of guys. Um, so credit to them for finding talent that fits in their scheme because it's, uh, you know, like I said, you know, it wasn't too long ago that, you know, they were in the Super Bowl in 2019 and even before that when they played against the Ravens, um, that was extremely talented roster that year as well. Um, now on to the Packers. The Packers actually, um, you know, it was really tough to watch that game just because they were literally in control the entire game but just could not put the 49ers away. Um, and now the Packers have some really important decisions to make this offseason. Uh, Devontae Adams is set to be a free agent this offseason. And then we can't forget about the diva Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, and I guess it, you know, really started before, you know, there might have been some tension before that, that draft where they took Julian Love. And I think that just kind of escalated it at that time. But, you know, my thing is just like, you know, same situation with Tom Brady. You know, Jimmy G was drafted to take over, but, you know, it didn't work out. Tom Brady just did what he had to do, and, you know, he didn't complain about it. And, you know, it feels like Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, well, he wants it his way, or, you know, maybe we don't really know the actual details of the story. 
Um, we could have it completely wrong, but you know, last year, right before the draft, he wanted to he wanted to go, and and then now he says he's got a great situation with Matt Lafleur, and he said the relationship with Ted Thompson, the GM, is getting better. So we just we really don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, and I just think he's got a great situation with Matt Lafleur. Oh, like I said, uh, Green Bay obviously loves him. This team has been in the playoffs like. Uh, what the last like three years uh, you know I mean it's Aaron Rodgers you're gonna get to the, the the playoffs every single year you're gonna have a chance to do that so um, you know I do believe he'll end up leaving and so will Devontae Adams um, it'll be interesting I believe that they're gonna try to team up somewhere together um, I really haven't looked too far into it but if I had to guess I would probably say you know uh, Denver would be an option, and I think uh, the Washington uh, football team as well is another spot too where, you know, there's a lot of really good pieces in place already. So, but who knows? You know, the drama continues with Aaron Rodgers. Um, now on to the Sunday games. We have the Rams versus the Bucks. I, I mean, what a, what a Sunday afternoon. Uh, Tom Brady versus the Rams part two. The Rams faced Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Uh, not too long ago, a lot of the same players are still on the team that lost to Brady. Uh, obviously, things are very different now. You know, Brady's on a new team. The Rams are loaded with very talented players that they've accumulated over this past year. Um, obviously, Matthew Stafford in the offseason. Um, Von Miller and uh, OBJ as well added to this team. You know, the Rams really... Uh, dominated most of the game uh, you know the score was 27 to 3 which we all know 27 to 3 Super Bowl Tom Brady Atlanta Falcons um, midway into the third quarter and then you know Brady just took over um, scoring 24 points in pretty much the entire fourth quarter um, they did score a touchdown late in the third to, to get them to I believe it was 27 to 10 at that point um, and then you know, on a fourth and two, you know, a late touchdown run by Leonard Fournette to tie up the game. Unbelievable. Um, and with about 40 seconds left, you know, the huge gamble that uh, uh, Les Snead and Sean Mc, uh, or, um, yeah, Sean McVay made the trade to get Matthew Stafford literally paid off Sunday afternoon um, with a huge late catch from – of course, Cooper Cup, the, the guy who's just been unstoppable this year. Um, I know that I've, I've, I had him in a lot of fantasy football leagues, and he was in my little Cooper Cup, you know. But um, just unbelievable, you know, unbelievable ending to that game. And then, obviously, there was that 14 seconds of, you know, the spot with the umpire. You know, Cowboys fans were obviously not happy, but, you know, it is what it is. And then, you know – uh, set up the game-winning kick. Um, you know, the the Rams' defense had their way with Brady until the end, but you know, you just can't count out Brady. Um, you know, and then I believe for the first time in like over ten years, we don't have a conference championship game with either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So crazy, um, insane actually. And then so the Sunday night game. I mean, um. You want a way, you know, what a way to end uh, the playoff divisional round weekend. Um, 
you know, congrats to both teams on this one. This was everybody literally left it all out on the field. There was nothing more that they could have done, literally. Um, you know, I just hope that people can enjoy these games and just appreciate the sport. This is why the NFL is I feel like head and shoulders better than like the NBA, the MLB, you know, just anybody it comes down to one game. Anybody can win any given Sunday. Everybody's got talent on both sides. So, I mean, uh, you know, talking about Gabriel Davis, man, what a coming out party for him over 200 yards receiving four touchdowns, like just big play after big play. Um, He's going to be somebody you definitely want on fantasy football next year. Um, without a doubt, you know, there was 24 points scored in the last two minutes of the game, 24 points scored in the last two minutes of the game. Unbelievable. Um, this game essentially did go into overtime where the chiefs won the coin toss and, you know, took the ball down the field, scored the game winning touchdown. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are criticizing the overtime rules. And uh, personally, I, I do like the college rules where, you know, each team gets a chance to respond in like a sudden death uh, mode. Um, you know, I don't really have a problem with the NFL rules. Uh, the only thing is uh, a couple things, I think, is maybe when somebody scores a touchdown, we give them one more chance to go down the field, score, tie the game. Um, and they just keep running the time, obviously. But the problem with that is like, okay, so let's say, let's say actually no teams would have scored and time runs out. What happens at that point? You know, do they play another game next week or do they add more time? Does it go to sudden death? Like, you know, so that's, that was one of the concerns I had. Um, typically, uh, it, it has happened before where both teams actually don't end up scoring and, you know, time does run out. So uh, I just worried about that. And then also I know that people think it's like not really fair, but you know, at the end of the day, somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. And um, I know we live in a time where it's like offense, 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 but you know, how amazing would have been for the bills, you know, to get that stop. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, defense wins championships. And uh, that was a really good Bills defense that just got exposed. They had a bad day. Um, and, yeah, that's just kind of the way the, the you know, ball falls, you know. Um, I do feel like the, the better team did win um, in the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you, you know, uh, we'll kind of get to them here in a little bit. But just one more thing I want to say, uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, literally the next – 15 years we have I think it's going to be even a better rivalry than Peyton Manning and Tom Brady like it's just going to be so competitive it's going to be so good to watch uh for the next couple uh for the next like I said 10-15 years man and I can't wait to see what they have next um obviously they do have some history as well um last year in the uh, conference championship game they faced off where you know Chiefs obviously won, and Stephon Diggs, you know, stayed on the field, watched them celebrate, uh, you know, to kind of internalize that pain, use it as motivation. And, you know, like I said, there just wasn't much more that they could do. Now on to this week, um, two conference championship games. Um, Sunday at 2 o'clock, it's going to be the Bengals and the Chiefs. Um, uh, I don't really see the Bengals uh, upsetting the Chiefs unless, you know, something were 
something out of the ordinary was to happen. Um, I know that the the Bengals are, are are hot right now. Joe Burrow's playing really good, but right now the the Chiefs are hotter. You know, so if it's a shootout, I'm you know I'm obviously taking the Chiefs. Um, and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes in that offense over Joe Burrow. Um, and I think it's going to kind of come down to um, if the Bengals can get a stop. You know, I feel like the Chiefs can find a way to get a couple stops, you know, because the Bengals, like I said, they have already struggled against the Raiders. They struggled to score points against the Titans, you know. Like, you know, the Bengals are a team that, like, when they're up, they can easily just turn uh, – turn, turn the volume up and just go score 40 when, when you're already down. But um, I don't know if they can do it coming from behind or trying to keep pace with somebody. So that's my biggest concern. Uh, the Bengals are also still just a really young team. And, you know, I feel like almost like Joe Burrow, you know, we talked about Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Uh, Joe Burrow could be like that Ben Roethlisberger who sneaks in because, you know, he's – He's just that good too. So I feel like Joe Burrow is kind of just in the shadows just a little bit just because he's in. And so, yeah, so we have also one Sunday night game. We have the uh, 49ers going against the Rams. Uh, you know, two NFC West teams in the conference championship. That's um, insane. This NFC West division is tough. That's why these teams, like, when they play each other, it's like, a playoff game, you know, these teams are so good. Um, when you, when it comes to like the divisional rounds or divisional rivals, it really doesn't matter who has the better team, like on paper, or you, you could throw all those things out because anybody can literally win this game, you know, with them being rivals, anything can happen. So um, this was a, probably a little bit tougher to pick. But I think uh, I'm going to have to take the Rams just because I feel like Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford really feel the pressure to win. Um, And it's kind of crazy because both of these teams were in the Super Bowl not too long ago. So I know that they're both kind of feeling the pressure, but I just think, you know, with, you know, McVay uh, making that big move to go get Stafford, they literally stockpiled all this talent. You know, this is what you call, like, you know, making a run for the Super Bowl. So I think they're going to be able to clean up some things that they missed on last week against the Bucks. And, um, yeah, like I said, just, it, you know, Jimmy G is, is probably, like, that deciding factor. Is he going to help them, you know, win the game, or is he just going to help them lose the game? So that's the biggest issue I have, and I just have a lot of confidence in Matthew Stafford. I you know, I think a lot of people are kind of rooting for him too. So, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to go against the fan favorite right now at this moment. So, so we'll see how it goes as far as the score. This one's going to be, I feel like it's going to be maybe a, a little bit closer. I would say maybe like twenty four, uh, fourteen, something like that, um, where you know the Rams struggle to kind of score some points on on offense. But um, yeah, there you guys have it. Um, that is going to be my prediction for this upcoming week. So I pretty much have Chiefs and Rams going to the Super Bowl. Uh, like I said, I should have some more content coming out for you guys in the next coming weeks. Um, and definitely during the off season where we'll kind of just break down teams and how I feel like they can get better. And, and then of course, um, some coaching uh, decisions have to be made pretty soon. And I'm going to start pairing 
guys who I think would be great candidates for certain teams and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for stuff like that. Um, as always, uh, thank you guys for listening. I always appreciate the feedback, um, good or bad. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. Um, so yeah, just always remember, uh, uh, go for two.